You're entering the Side Mission Podcast. Three friends that love gaming and love experiencing original content and old school classics give their thoughts on the latest releases and newest topics in the gaming industry. Power up and let's get started. Welcome in everyone to the newest episode of Side Mission. I'm your host, Rusty Ellis as always, and I'm joined by the boys, Kyle Lynch, Matt Beck, Guys, we finally have a major video game release to talk about. For the year 2021, Hitman 3 has released. We've all been playing a ton of it. And so far, while there has been some frustration, I think we can all say that we're really enjoying it. Right, boys? Oh, absolutely. Yep, uh, it, it's been very entertaining. It's been very... I know, Matt, I know me and you have had our frustrations with it being kind of... Uh, we're relative newbies to the franchise, but... I think the one thing we can all agree on so far, and Kyle, I'll let you kind of go from here and talk about it because I know you've raved about this. The level design in this game is top tier. I, I said borderline in the last couple of years, probably some of the best I've seen. I know I love the second mission, but wh what has really stuck out to you about the level design in this game? Oh, dude, I got to say the fourth level was my, it's my personal favorite uh, visually. I think that, the colors really pop. You're out. Uh, you're in this um, almost f like futuristic, but yet still modern part of uh, China, and they've got all these neon signs lighting up the streets, and like the way you just see them reflecting off the water uh, on th that's just coming down on uh, the streets because in the level it's raining. And I thought that the attention to detail in this level was just so beautiful. The way you you can see rain just falling down, you know, Agent 47's jacket. You see it on the window panes. And, you know, when you when you go inside, you hear it on the window, but it's faint yet still there. It's, you know, the, the level just really it captivates you. And I I love the, the fourth level. It's my, my favorite. I give you credit for that because the fourth level is a really, really well-designed level. I think that it really helps to display the idea of there really is just an endless amount of ways you can go about taking down your targets and i think that's what i really have liked so far is that it doesn't feel like if i were to play these levels again i don't think i'd play them exactly the same i think i loved the second level one because the location was so cool it was on this this manor with just this it's this wide wide spanning landscape and there's a greenhouse and a garden and it's just this classic almost horror movie or mystery movie style mansion that uh you're having you're having to go and take down your target in and get a file in and while you're there you find this storyline of you have to solve a murder mystery because somebody in the family has been murdered you have to solve that mystery and it's just so cool that in this game where you're it seems like your only goal is oh you get this target you take this target out you do it however you're able to do it without getting caught or you do it while getting caught and you just sprint to the exit like a noob and uh it's just so cool that in the middle of all that, there's this murder mystery. There's just this depth, and it really kind of helps you because you find out there's these secret tunnels in the house, these secret passageways. There's different ways you can go about finding clues and unlocking doors, and there's just endless replayability. And, Matt, I know we've talked a lot about that, me and you, about how it feels. Mm -hmm. I know you were on the first mission for the longest time, not because <laughs> you were stuck on it, but because you just wanted to experiment to see how everything was done. Tell me, did you did you find everything you wanted to find? Do you still have more to do? 
Uh, yeah, there's a lot more uh, <laughs> from what it looks like. I saw the some number of assassinations. I think it was roughly uh, about 15 different ways oh, to assassinate your two targets Lord. in this game. And I think I discovered roughly about six of them. But yeah, um, I, I didn't uh, continue going on like you two did after y'all you know did the first level. And I just like to experiment. So just finding out, listening into new conversations, you know, finding out new places to discover because every time you enter a new room, you get like these uh, experience points for discovering new rooms. And then like when you continue to find new ways to assassinate your targets, you unlock new options of like rooms to start off in and you can like wear new outfits as well to start off in those rooms to kind of help you uh further progress into those those new paths and i think i found six different ways to assassinate the two targets and uh roughly about that i just i did start moving on to the second level and i loved what you were putting up there talking about the whole murder mystery thing because i love those types of movies like i played clue a lot as a kid and um i absolutely loved knives out and that was the kind of the feeling i was yes, getting yes. with this level was from the movie knives out so I'm definitely – I probably won't stick around on this one for as long because I definitely <laughs> wanted to uh, especially check out uh, the fourth level because Kyle keeps raving about it so much. Um, so I'll let you all know when I get back to all of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the one thing that makes the fourth level so great, Kyle, and we'll talk about this a little bit more just to go in depth. I think you – I think we brought it up when we were playing it. It was just the fact that the scale of all of it. The levels feel oh, so big yeah. and expansive and, you know, it's crazy to think about like the original Hitman games and how they were kind of linear and you could go about things in different ways, but they weren't these big sprawling landscapes like we're getting now where, you know, in one level you'll be in the tallest building in the world in Dubai. The next you'll be in a manor in England and the next you'll be in China in, in kind of this, dare I say, cyberpunk version of China. <laughs> it had that it had that kind of aesthetic, so I had to throw that in there. But it, it's crazy how different the environments are. They all have their own feel to it. It doesn't feel cookie cutter. It doesn't feel copy and pasted. They all feel like they were handled with love and care. And I know Kyle's a big fan of the series. You've got to be really happy with that. Oh, absolutely. I think that one thing that this game does very well, and I don't think I've seen anyone mention this, is the fact that they cram NPCs everywhere in the map, and it doesn't feel overcrowded. Yes. It really, like, I mean, there are hundreds of NPCs just scattered across the map. Sometimes they're in big crowds. Sometimes they're just one or two of them walking, you know, by you down a hallway or out of a room. Or, you know, it's just, if you really step back and look at how many, you know, um, people are in this game, it should feel overcrowded because it should feel like, you know, oh, there's no space. But I, I don't know how they do it. It's just every everywhere I go, despite there being, you know, in, in Dubai, there's the very first room. There's like a hundred people in that room and you're still looking around like, wow, why is this so massive? You know, it's it's really it's really uh, uh, impressive the way that they did the scaling in this game to, you know, just blow up these worlds, make them feel life sized. Because I think uh, uh, throughout the trilogy, we've just seen them expanding and expanding because uh, Hitman 1 uh, the beginning of this trilogy, they kind of, uh, you know, they were kind of testing the waters with a new game, you know, new kind of a uh, new kind of game style, new kind of um, combat system, as opposed to uh, the last game, I believe, that was released was Absolution. Um, it was it it worked really well. And I think that their decision to not change from that formula throughout the entire trilogy was a good move, because if you got something that works 
don't mess with it. Expand upon it, improve it, and that's exactly what they gave us with Hitman 2. We saw bigger, more massive worlds, and I didn't think, I thought Hitman 2 was it, because there were some really, really impressive levels in Hitman 2, but then Hitman 3 came along, and there's only six missions in this game. And, you know, you're thinking, okay, why, why is this game $60 if there's only six missions? Let me tell you, it is well worth it, because... The replayability, like Matt and Rusty were talking about, the replayability of every one of these missions is just endless. I, I've had runs that lasted two hours because I was just exploring <laughs> the map. I hadn't even taken out a single target. I was just running around trying to find all the costumes, trying to find all the items, you know, just really diving into this world. And uh, I'm, I gotta say, as a way to go out because I believe this is the final Hitman game, probably for a long time. Uh, I think this was a, a wonderful way to really send the trilogy off because the 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 levels that we got, the the improvements we got, the real you know, like Rusty was saying, care and love that went into you know making this whole trilogy what it is, but especially the third game. I think it really shows, and I I as a fan of the series am am beyond impressed you know what you said about the whole price point thing it sticks out to me because you know like you said there's so much replayability here i think matt's obviously a very good example of that i mean matt how many times how much talent did you spend on the first mission in total so with the first mission in total um i think judging based off of the playtime that i i've seen i think around four hours just in that first uh area alone because um, if you're not using a guide, and which I really suggest, don't not do that because just the creativity that goes behind these assassinations, like how you set them up, the proper suits to wear, the proper rooms to be in, um, you know, just being at the right place at the right time for the, uh, the the target NPC to be in that room and for everything to go as you know as it needs to go. Um, it, it's definitely a lot of replayability time there because, uh, you know, we're, we're playing these, these games and we're like beating levels left and right within, you know, under two, three hours. But the fact that I alone could just be on the first world for so for so long, for four hours or, or even more, just uh, guessing a number right now is not even getting you know, bored, too. And that's the thing is that you did all that you did all that in one mission. You spent four hours on a single mission. Like multiply that by six. I mean that's twenty five. That's twenty four hours, man. I mean that's I would consider that a, a decent amount of play time. I mean you spend. I mean I don't I don't spend twenty four hours on a game I don't like. I don't do that. I, if I spend twenty four hours on a game. That means I probably enjoyed it. So that says a lot. I think there are a lot of people that'll hear six missions and think, oh man, I don't know if that's worth 60 bucks. No, it is because there's so much reason to go back and play everything. And plus, when you beat things and you, you, you do a good enough job, you earn a high enough rating, you can unlock things, just hidden stashes and different starting points, different starting disguises. You can unlock things that just change up entirely how you play. And you're never going to beat the same mission the same way twice. You're never going to do that. Odds are you'll find a different way to beat it every time. And I, I think that there's a lot to be said about how they can only launch six missions, yet I feel like when I paid 60 bucks, I'm absolutely getting my money's worth. There's something to be said about how successful they've been about that. And Kyle, another thing you stuck, stuck out to me about what you said is the whole idea of maintaining and improving a formula throughout the series Hitman 1 was very similar to Hitman 3. Hitman 3 is just an expanded version of it. But the thing is, they found ways through all three games to improve. At the end of the day, a lot of what gamers want, we want consistency. 
You know, I think that's oh, ultimately yeah. I think ultimately that's why Cyberpunk that's another reason why Cyberpunk ultimately failed was CD Project Red has given us amazing games like The Witcher 3 before. So when we get a bad game, we're upset. So I think that for Hitman 3, one of its biggest strengths is it's consistent. It knows what kind of game it is. It's not trying to win game of the year, even though I think we can all agree it should be in the conversation at the end of the year. And we hope that it kind of fills that Doom Eternal role from last year where, you know, it came out early, but it hung around. That's what we want. Now, we're not going to lie and tell you that it's a perfect game. It's not a perfect game. I mean, if you're not into these kind of games, it might be kind of hard for you to get into these games. You know, it might be kind of hard for you to get into it. It might be hard for you to say, well, 60 bucks might not be worth it. But as someone who's brand new to these games like I am, I can honestly tell you it is. There are things you'll have to be aware of, though. One, definitely do the tutorial. If you have no experience like I did, do the tutorial. It will help you out big time. And I think the other thing, and Matt, I kind of want to get your take on this. Uh, this game doesn't hold your hand. You know, there's no holding of the hand. It doesn't really, your only objectives you're given are here are your targets, go get them. What did you think about that? So I did take notice into this with how many different ways uh, you are able to assassinate your targets. Uh, I did notice that uh, each uh, level from uh, I have seen so far has three specific storylines. And in those storylines, you are kind of guided. Like you do have like point markers that show you where you're supposed to go. But what's so fantastic is you do not have to follow those. You can actually branch off and um, go go completely you know rogue from following that specific uh, set storyline, which is what I did, which is how I discovered even more ways to assassinate my targets. Like for instance, one of my favorite examples was um, one of the uh, one of the one of the targets I had um, was I was supposed to find an explosive golf ball, put it uh, up in his like uh, his condo area and uh, <laughs> put that put that uh, explosive golf ball into like his set. So when you frustrated him enough, but you you know, I was dressed up, I was disguised as a guard. I was in his penthouse with him. And uh, one thing I noticed from a conversation, and this is also where I absolutely love the attention to detail is you listen to a conversation between two guards and they're saying, Hey, this, uh, this guy does not like, you know, loud music. He doesn't like loud noises, especially when he's like, he's studying. So I'm in his penthouse. He's sitting at his desk. Um, I go and I, I turn on the radio and he gets really frustrated, goes back to his desk. I do it again. Then he gets really frustrated. And in that same conversation with those guards, they also mentioned how when he gets frustrated, he tends to go play golf. So, you know, I'm putting two and two together. Like I have an explosive golf ball, you know, he gets frustrated. He lets go play golf to calm down. What, what, is, what, what does that mean? That's an assassination right there. And it goes that way with like each level. And that just goes straight back to, you know, the attention to detail when you're just listening to these conversations and continuing to grow and create your own story, which I love that so much. Kyle, is there a case to be made that the game not holding your hand and kind of just leaving you to your own devices? Is there a case to be made that that's one of the biggest charms to this? Oh, absolutely. I think that uh, one of the biggest one of the biggest strengths about them doing that is when you set up this elaborate plan, like Matt was saying, how he had to go and find this item to get and then he had to do these specific activities just to get this guy to go somewhere and perform this action. It's like that throughout this trilogy, how you can just manipulate, you know, people to do things by, you know, listening to conversations or by finding intel or, you know, uh, um, you can just set up these crazy elaborate plans or traps, essentially, and it feels very rewarding just watching them play out because usually 
they're just over the top. Like Matt said, he got this guy to go golfing and he used an explosive golf ball. Like what, what other game could you <laughs> think of that? You know, you make, you make your target, you know, blow himself up with the, with the golf ball. <laughs> like it was, it's just, and, and all throughout it, it's just, you know, it's so awesome when you do all this prep work to get this, you know, crazy plan pulled off. And it's, I don't know, I feel like the game really, uh, it really gives you that sense of accomplishment, you know, getting all these different uh, assassinations and unlo unlocking all of these different objects, all these different uh, weapons, all these different starting rooms. Because uh, it's like, you know, games have replayability. For the most part, you know, sometimes you'll have, you know, games that obviously are uh, like a Call of Duty campaign where you play it once and it's like, cool, I know what's going to happen, the end. But this game, I feel like even though you know, okay, I know the story, I know how it's going, you still feel like you're making progress every single time. Because every time I, I've played, I've gone back and done a mission, I discovered a new room, I've, I uh, completed a new challenge, I unlocked a new weapon, I unlocked a new suit. You know, and it's just every time it feels so cool to when when you beat the mission, see all of these check marks come up on the list because there's just so much to do, and I I really really feel like that is that is you know the biggest charm of this game is it does not hold your hand because it wants you to learn how the game is played so that way you feel that it's it's almost like uh, we had this conversation about Demon Souls about how yeah mm -hmm. you know. The game really makes you go through all of this, except in there it's kind of different because, you know, you just kind of beef up your character. To, at the end, you look at the, your giant beefy character, you know, you feel rewarding. In this, it's almost uh, an instant gratification when you get this uh, this elaborate scheme pulled off. But there's, there's, definitely, there's definitely charm to uh, just letting the players go about uh, the levels the, any way they please. The creativity is just endless. And... I, I love it. I, I absolutely love this, and I hope to see, you know, uh, them do a really good job with their new James Bond game that they're going to be coming out with. Oh. Yeah, I think what you said about y you feel that reward, you get that rewarding feeling that you'd get maybe from like a Souls game or a Souls-like game where you overcome a challenge, where is this, it's more... You know, you, you, you put together a plan, you execute said plan, and you feel really accomplished when you get to the end and you get a five-star rating and you get a high score and you level your character up. And then there's other times where, you know, you feel like you do everything right and you get a three-star and you're like, okay, well, maybe I, need, I could tighten it up here. I can maybe try this a little bit differently, maybe go in from this point of view instead of this over here. And I think that that just kind of adds all into what makes this game really good. I think that there's definitely some moments where you're like, how do I get away with this? Like, how do I, how do I pull off this assassination? I need to pull off, especially in uh, the third mission when you're in a uh, nightclub in an abandoned warehouse and you're, uh, you have to take down these agents and you're not told how many you have to take down. You have to pay attention and figure it out. And you don't know who the agents are. Yeah. That's the best part is that you have to walk up. You have to kind of, you know, investigate and kind of explore the area and when you get close to one it reveals them to it reveals who they are to you and you then have to figure out okay how do i take this person down how do i go about this 
And there's so many different ways to do that. You can lure them into a corner and maybe get them. You can maybe assassinate them in a crowd to where maybe nobody would notice. If you wanted to just go all out and go guns a-blazing, you could do that too. It's probably not going to work. You might die in the process and you might have to reload, but you can do it. And I think that that ultimately is what I'm enjoying about the game. I'm enjoying that I can play it different ways. I'm enjoying that, you know what, sometimes it's a puzzle. Like I've said that Hitman, you could almost call a heavy action puzzle game. Because that's essentially what every level is. It's a puzzle. you got to figure out, okay, who do I need to go after first? Who's better suited to go after uh, as a target first? I remember, Kyle, we've talked about the fourth, fourth mission. I had to disguise myself as a homeless person to get close to one of my targets. And it was just, it's one of the things you laugh at, but it was just so creative. And it was very interesting having to fulfill this role and you know getting right there near my target. Whereas before... I probably would have had to sneak in, and the body count would have had to probably go up for me to actually get to him. So, Matt, what do you think is the biggest negative with this game right now? I know me and you don't really play these games a lot. What do you think is the biggest negative? So, as far as my negatives for this game goes, um, really, it, it, for me as uh, someone who I'm a, uh, what I would call a veteran of the series, so when I started off playing the game, you know, I actually did end up skipping the tutorial because it's like I did play the first Hitman in this new trilogy, so I kind of was already familiar with how to go about it. But I, I think for me personally, the frustration comes from if you're not really, like, paying much attention, because some, some people are just kind of like, I just really want to get in there and get, like, take out these targets and all that. But sometimes it, it takes a lot of patience, and not everybody has patience, so it can be frustrating especially when you think you're you know in the clear and you're uh you're, you're you think you're in the right disguise but you're not and uh, you'll know some of the NPCs will have like this little white dot above their above their heads which means if they see you then they know something's up they're you know they don't know it's like who's who's this strange guy and sometimes when I'm in the middle like I can be in a room and uh fixing to take down just like a technician or something like that and somebody walks in the room just as I'm fixing to do it but luckily, that frustration can be fixed with what I think is a godsend of a feature for a game like this, where you can save at any time. So if you mess up, just reload, uh, load up your save, and you're good to go. You can figure out what you can do differently, because it'll play out the same way if you try and take it or like, play it the same way you did. So uh, I can see how that can frustrate people. Yeah, I, I, I would honestly say that uh, uh, to me personally... Um, I think the whole system of trial and error, mm -hmm. uh, it's a blessing and a curse because it, yeah. it's cool because you definitely, you know, you, you have to, you, it, you, you have to figure it out yourself. You've got to figure out what works, what doesn't work. But at times it can be a very slow burn in these levels because you're just, you know, you could be going through trying to set up this whole elaborate plan, then you get caught doing something, you get caught holding an illegal weapon, you weren't expecting to get frisked, or somebody finds, you know, a body or something, and mm -hmm. it, it can get very, very frustrating when, you know, you do put in a lot of time and you have to start over, and, you know, thank God for the, you know, ability to save, but I'm also, I'm not saving every, you know, every minute, and... yeah. Sometimes if I forget to save, my last autosave was 15 minutes ago, and I just got caught, so now I have to redo this because I want to finish this story mission. I have to go back 15 minutes of whole playtime just to get this story done. Uh, that's that's personally my—that's uh, uh, like one of my biggest complaints is the whole 
system of trial and error because while it is you know i get it but also for people who are just trying to casually play and enjoy the game i think it can kind of be negative and steer them away from what is a really good franchise i have been abusing that saving mechanic i'm not even gonna lie to y'all i have abused that where if i make any kind of progress save i'm not getting sent back 20 minutes we ain't doing that today Smart. <laughs> i swear that's that, that that's and that's kind of been it for me is that i think the auto saving is a little inconsistent that sometimes it feels like it's like every two or three minutes and other times it feels like you're not getting an auto save outside of like every 15 minutes and so that's maybe my biggest thing is that I think that if the autosave mechanic was a little bit more consistent, I'd be okay with it. But that's my biggest negative. If, that, if, that, if those are the biggest negatives, I mean, that's a pretty good game. That's a pretty solid game. So, Kyle, let me ask you, man, if you had to convince somebody, like you did me, to <laughs> buy this game who maybe says, uh, I don't know, I don't know if this is for me, give me your pitch to them right now. If you enjoy games that, you know, for example, Assassin's Creed, I, I feel like is the biggest uh, compared to this game, and it's a very popular franchise. If you enjoy games like that, um, this is a little different. It's, you know, it's a little bit more creative. You know, there is a lot of forced stealth, but also, it, you know, at the same time, it doesn't feel forced. It's, it, I, I would say the the creativity about this game is what really, you know, if, you, if you're thinking, you know, oh, well, I, I'm not really into those games, well... Look at what you can do, you know? I mean, like, if you aren't somebody who's big into stealth games, you know, that's how it is. But you don't have to go about this stealthy. I mean, you really don't. You can go in guns a-blazing if you feel like, and it's almost more of a challenge, and it feels almost more rewarding. You know, if you if you do it that way, I personally, I couldn't do that because it's hard. No. <laughs> but, I mean, some people like that challenge, you know? And it may be, you know, if you think that this might not be a game for you, I would definitely recommend, you know, uh, trying it and maybe try playing at different playstyles. I know there are there are a bunch of people who do play this game and they like to go in, find the fastest way to do it. They don't care if it's in the middle of, you know, a bunch of people. They don't care if they corner them in a room alone. The game's just fun because they can go about it how they want and that's I that's that's what I'd have to say is, you know, honestly, I would just give it a chance because of the creativity. You might be thinking this is, you know, a game with a very specific playstyle where really you can go about it however you want and you know, I, I think that's that's a really strong uh, that's a really strong attribute to this uh, this trilogy. This is definitely a heavy hitter, and we got a pretty pretty solid pretty solid game for our first big game of the year, Matt. We've got a lot of big games coming out soon. Uh, if Hitman Three is a sign of things to come, I think we can say we're in for a really exciting year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just starting off this year with Hitman Three, which is a big home run, I would say, for the uh, beginning of this year, especially with you know, the potential looking at uh, games being delayed because we've already had quite a few I was actually really looking forward to. But, I mean, starting off, Heaven 3 is a great way to begin, just like how we had um, Doom Eternal the other uh, previous year. And um, looking forward to seeing, you know, Mario 3D World in uh, next month. And then uh, we got Resident Evil Village in May. So just going to hopefully get more some release dates on these games. Um but Hitman 3 is definitely going to be sticking around for a while. I know I'll definitely be playing it through the majority 
of the first half of this year. None of that to mention, we also have a game like The Medium that just released on Game Pass. We've got the new Pokemon Snap game coming out early this year. We've got the Neo Collection remastered for any masochists like myself for these kind of video games. Uh, God of War Ragnarok, Far Cry 6. We've got some big games. The Returnal, uh, return or just Returnal is coming out. And I mean, we, we've got a lot, a lot of big games on the docket. It should be a fantastic year. Hitman 3 was a fantastic leadoff game. I hope it sticks around in the game of the year discussion because it certainly deserves to be there. But that is going to do it for us at Side Mission for this episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod and check out our YouTube channel, Side Mission, for Kyle Lynch and Matt Beck. I'm Rusty Ellis. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Side Mission Podcast. Keep up with new episodes and download your favorites in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.